0: Hello and welcome to Beatdown, a musical battle royale. I'm your host, smoking to look older, Josh Burnell, and joining me on the podcast this week, she just changed clothes in the car so her parents wouldn't know what she's wearing. She's Jennifer Lane, everybody. Good evening, Jennifer.
1: Good evening, Josh.
0: Uh, he just started shaving every day, you guys. He's Edward Giordano. Good evening, Ed.
2: Uh, that is very much not true. I <laughs> got <laughs> like... I'm like like, my, my beard is too bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's a musician, he's a podcaster, uh, and he's trying to stay vil- visible just in case anyone wants to invite him to the prom. He's Ben Eisen, everybody. Good evening, Ben.
3: Hey, how's it going?
0: Welcome hey. to the show, Ben. Uh, Thanks. Thanks when we first me. When we first started this show, and I would invite people on the show, they would be like, have you met Ben Eisen? You guys do a really similar show. I've <laughs> heard that more than once. Huh? Yeah, I've heard, I heard that. Three times,
1: I uh, think, especially when noodles had a few drinks. <laughs> That's true.
0: Noodle, Mike, Raph told me that when I asked Raph to be on the yep. show. Um, I I want to ask you about your show. You're like 250, 300 episodes in. Uh, it's 260 something. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's been five and a half years coming up on. Oh so. my gosh. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. That's amazing. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't I don't know how to stop. That's the, <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. You hear these like jokes about podcasts and they're like you know, Hey, uh, having fun trying to find guests for your podcast, you know, like the, the, the problem is people can't find guests to be on their podcast. Cause no one cares. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. I've got people like, <laughs> cause once you do it, like they want, people want to come back like the next week and like yeah. doing it the next one. Like, <laughs> I've got <laughs> at the moment probably about twenty different people that I'm texting all the time. Like, I'll get you in soon. I'll get you in soon. Like oh my gosh, well, that's awesome! Give me a, a
1: great wait list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's. I'll get. I'll get you guys on. Oh, hey, any yeah.
1: do we do we have to like you know yeah. sweeten the deal a little here? Anything? Any any bribes to get us in to cut the twenty? <laughs> <laughs> Cutting head and <in> leg. <laughs> I, I have.
3: I have a price. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll t- discuss it off the air. Sounds you good. Go. So, Sounds good. good. to know. <laughs> no, but my show. My show is called All Time Top Ten. And uh, it's music podcast, much like this one. And uh, instead of uh, four people bringing one song, I have me and a different guest every week, and we each have a top 10 list. So um, the one that just came out, um, that we can we can cuss on this show. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, because the one we just released, <laughs> uh, episode 262 or something like that, was uh, Top 10 Rock and Roll Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> These are like artists that you you like their music a lot you love their music but you know they're not always people in rock and roll are not always the uh <laughs> the best people mm-hmm. you know these are kind of like you know it's, it's a lot of stories about just you know terrible behavior you know uh phil Spector makes an appearance oh for know. sure oh my god <laughs> axel <laughs> rose <laughs> is, axel that. rose is lurking in there somewhere <laughs> you know? so so that's the most a little van one.
0: morrison just kind of grouchy in the corner
3: think
1: of the gallagher <laughs> make brothers yeah, there's oh, there's yeah, definitely
3: there's definitely an oasis song that's <laughs> played. So that's the most recent one. And then uh, next week it's uh, top ten songs to hear at your funeral. Oh, nice. there we go. We did that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I saw that. That's hilarious. Um, and then uh, the, the one after that is going to be uh, top ten songs inspired by the works of Shakespeare. Oh. Wow. So it gets it gets brainy. It gets silly. It, you know, it's all over the place. But it's a different guest in a different top ten list every week. But it's two top ten lists, so it's you know, mm-hmm.
1: and then ridiculous. so you present your top ten list, you count down from ten to one? We count
3: down from ten to one. I you know, it's like whoever goes first. I go with my number ten, my guest does their number ten, I do my number nine, their number mm-hmm. nine. And we just introduce the songs and tell a little anecdotes and stories yeah. and whatever and,
1: that's awesome. You know,
3: I've learned so much. From doing yeah. the show for five years, like I, I've my musical palette has expanded and it keeps expanding every week. It's crazy. It's That's awesome. fantastic. But so. and one
0: of the twists on your show is that you don't know you and the guests don't know each other's top ten. No, we keep that so a if, secret. If someone's oh. song, if your one of your songs is on their top ten, it's a steal, mm-hmm. and you're not allowed. You have to bring in another song. You're not allowed to use that song now. Yeah, like, for except every, you do occasionally lock in your top ones. Yeah, your number we'll reserve ones number ones
3: if we feel strongly enough about them. But yeah, basically. Uh, if you have your pick stolen quote unquote yeah. you have to have an alternate so every top 10 list you need to have like two or three alternates just in case mm-hmm.
0: that's awesome so and i've had wow. mike
3: axelson and and raf jordan and, and yeah. noodle and all so several people that have been on this show mm-hmm. on on that show and you guys will be on soon enough Oh, That's awesome. fun. We'll I'm still
0: out. pushing for Jim Steinman week. I'll convince you. You could easily get 20 songs out of Jim Steinman week. I'm just saying. It's not bad. It's not bad.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. It's going to
0: yeah. be fun. So you've also had a lot of really cool musicians on the show over yes. time. Uh, Fuzby was the one I was listening to that I was just knocked out by how interesting he was oh, and yeah. what his history was.
3: Go, go to Fusby Morris's uh, Facebook page and his cover photo is a photo of him on stage with Lou Reed at giant stadium playing for 70,000 people. You know, he <laughs> oh was he was Lou Reed's guitar player for like 10 years. Oh uh, wow. And he's played with everybody. He's like uh, best buddies with uh like Sting and Peter Gabriel and Brian Adams and Bono and all these people. Like he just everyone knows him, everyone loves him. He invited me to this uh listening party for some uh, some song you worked on at the studio in Hollywood and I showed up late. I got to the uh, door of the control room. I could hear them listening to it in there, and I didn't want to barge in. And I waited. So I waited for the song to be over. The song ended. The door swings open, and I almost get run over by Dave Grohl. <laughs> wow. Dave Grohl and, and Taylor Hawkins are streaming out of the room, and they're going, "Fuzzy, great pick, man! Great, great song, awesome." <laughs> Fucking hey, you know, you know Dave Grohl too, like. Yeah. So.
1: That's awesome. He's
0: he's the coolest. Yeah. That's crazy, and so oh, you bet, Fuzzy. You told me through the Kibbutz Room, yes, which is the bar attached to Cantor's, the the deli in Los Angeles on Fairfax, Fairfax yes. on Fairfax. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I used to when my first apartment in LA was two blocks from Cantor's, And mm. so I went there a lot and uh that happened in area. A lot uh, of fun stuff around there. I mean, back then the Largo was still there. Yep. I I saw Jill Sobiel at the Largo one night, which was it was just after like the kind of hipster Paul F. Tompkins, mm. Patton Oswalt crowd had left the Largo. Mm. So it was just kind of sliding into the um uh, John Bryan period of the Largo. John yeah. Bryan and the Watson. I did get to see one of his shows. Fiona already. Apple there. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, so that the old Largo was still there. The Dime was next door where the, the fun thing to do at the Dime is my roommate knew the owner and so he would let us stay after hours and right about three o'clock in the morning, all of underage Hollywood would start showing up and so it was like <laughs> the Hilton sisters and Lindsay Lohan and you'd just be like, well, this is an odd evening. Uh, so that was that was Fairfax like way back in the day. Yeah. But the Kibitz Room I mean, that is like oh, it's been there for Guns N' Roses. Yeah,
3: Guns N' Roses cancer. got had their home there, and the Wallflowers and Maroon Five and all these bands came through there. Yeah. And these guys, uh, they call themselves the Fockers. Um, <laughs> this, they've been doing this for 25 years, so way before the uh, Meet the Parents movie. Oh, wow. Um, the Fockers, <laughs> Friends of Cantor's Kibbutz Room. Wow. And they've been there every Tuesday for 25 years. Wow. With, oh with one, one or two exceptions when Yom Kippur happens to be on a Tuesday <laughs> and you know the whole mm-hmm. restaurant's closed. But uh, other, otherwise, yeah, every Tuesday, and I've been there, I've been going there for about six months, and almost every Tuesday I'm there. And uh, they jam, the jam goes from like 10.30 p.m. till about almost 2 a.m., and then the music does not stop. Wow. The, like Whoever's playing drums, you don't stop until someone like, takes over, but even when someone takes over for you... You're still hitting the beat as you're switching, (laughs) making the switch. Oh, my God. So it's like it's nonstop music. They probably play about two three hundred songs in a night. It just keeps like and they just pull them right out of their asses. Like whatever, (laughs) whatever Morty, the leader guy decides to do. He's the lead lead singer there. And he's like, I feel like singing a Santana song now. I feel like singing uh, something from the 80s. I feel like singing, you know, uh, uh, what's the one from Blue, the Blues Brothers? Uh, I saw them do it the other day. It was uh, rubber, rubber Biscuit.
4: You know? oh, oh wow! Whatever. And, like, <laughs> and then That's you it. see
3: all these like amazing musicians. These guys are like the top session and touring players in LA. They're all they're there every Tuesday, and he'll start singing something, and, and you'll see them go, "Oh shit!" You know, and they <laughs> immediately like figure out the key, and then they'll lock in and they'll like they'll nail it.
5: That's so cool.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
3: It's a it's a wild it's it's a wild scene. Uh, it, I can't recommend it highly enough to go down there on a Tuesday.
1: And sure. is it packed with people? Sometimes, Okay. Yeah.
3: That's and wild. famous people will go up and, and join them. Like, like um, <laughs> uh, Bono was up there. I, I, I wasn't there for that, but wow. not that long ago. Um, what's his name from the band? Uh, Garth Hudson was mm-hmm. there from, from oh, the wow. band. Yeah. Uh, the other day, uh, Hugo, Ch- Chad Hugo from the Neptunes. Okay, came up and played saxophone
0: oh my gosh you know that's random. really something it's random but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you're a bass player uh-huh have you ever played at the
3: Giveth's room yeah i'm there every week and you know sometimes they let me up there for like an hour sometimes for 10 minutes sometimes wow. the other the other day their regular guy couldn't make it and the other guy couldn't make it so then they asked me to start the night i played for like the first hour and a half
1: that's awesome
3: and you just gotta like pull Pull songs out of your butt
0: (laughs) That's amazing I mean it's a one of a kind place I've only ever seen like Crazy sunset strippy punk bands there, yep. uh, but yeah, it's there's nothing like it in Canners too. I mean, Canners yeah. is such an LA institution. I think mm-hmm. our I think our second date we ended up at Canners after late, late <laughs> night second date. I was like Jennifer, do you want to go to a concert with me? And she was like, sure. So we went to see Jonathan Richman at the Tangier. Ooh. Oh and yeah, that's you marry someone who's willing <laughs> to go see Jonathan Richman with you on your second date at right? the Tangier. Oh. That's great. <laughs> so no, That was that
1: super was a fun. fun. Night. And then afterwards,
3: you went
0: to. And then we canters, went to Canters.
1: Yeah. I, I made him eat uh dill pickles.
0: Because I'd never had pickles before, apparently. Oh, go. I wouldn't eat them before. So. Yeah, they're known there you for go. their pickles.
1: So you marry a person who'll try pickles.
0: There you go. Well, very cool. Uh, well, welcome to the show, Ben. Um, I'm you. super excited to have you here. Uh, our topic this week is songs about growing up. And uh, so we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do that, uh, we are here for a beatdown, where we choose a theme and each of us brings a song that we feel is the ultimate representation of that theme. We will present our song, make our, our Argument, and then you, the audience, gets to vote on who you feel brought it the best. Uh, as I said this week, our s- topic is planes flying over our house. No, I'm <laughs> yes. joking. Uh, that actually would be a funny, like, songs about planes. So we'll just watch it. We did that on my show. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you out of topics at this no.
3: point? No. you yeah. just
0: keep coming up.
1: And have you ever recycled topics? No. Wow. I Maybe mean, done, like,
3: Volume 1 Volume 2 of something. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because
1: there's just such... An expansive songbook for
0: it, or but then they they get real specific. Like they'll do like power ballads of the '80s, (laughs) you (laughs) know, power ballads of the '90s. (laughs) That
1: that would help us at some point. Yeah, yeah, at some (laughs) point
0: we'll get to that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So last week our topic was TV theme songs. Uh, Ed brought the Prestige porn True Blood theme uh, (laughs) called (laughs) Bad Things. I love that pick, by the way, Ed. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe I was walking on air with the theme from the greatest American hero, but it was actually a tie between Jennifer's yeah. "I'll Be There for You" Ties. and Brett's uh this theme from Cheers, yeah. where everybody knows your name. Um, Ed, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. What do you think about a tie? I, I think this is our first like. I couldn't figure out how to split the tie. No, th-
2: this is not. Your memory is faulty. Our <laughs> first hit. Our first tie, real tie, was the four-way tie for Songs About Winning.
4: Oh my God. <laughs> a four way tie. <laughs> nobody won the, yeah, songs nobody about won the song. Nobody winning episode. so ironic. That's funny. I mean, and I, song I, you, was you declared
2: to lose yourself the winner because she got like one more message, but yes. it, it was essentially a four way tie on the Twitter. <laughs> fold.
0: All right. Well, this one was definitely the same number of votes and the same oh. number. We, Jennifer had I didn't one vote Facebook this week. message. Brett had time one break. Twitter message. Uh, I mean, it was a straight up tie. Did I did there was Oh, you could have pushed it over
1: I could have pushed You know And also, um, <laughs> Teresa, if you're listening, listening i am i look forward to your vote in a week and a half so there you go i'm gonna take it retroactively
3: it's partially my fault because i went on and i voted for uh where everybody knows your name so
5: oh there you go, oh, there you go. it's a
1: great one it's honestly only, it's only because my... i'm
3: currently watching cheers like on netflix oh like, from the beginning I'm, I'm in season three now yeah and nice so it was just fresh moment. and my wife and i are actually watching friends as well oh that's so funny that's funny how does it yeah. hold
0: up how does cheers hold up
3: I don't. I never saw the Diane years. So oh, really? I'm wow! I'm okay. really enjoying it. I mean, yeah. actually, no. I saw the tail end of the Diane years. I never saw any of the Coach episodes. Oh,
5: oh Coach. And was always
3: wondering what the big deal about Coach was cause I know yeah. he, you know. Spoiler alert! He, yeah, he died. Yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, whatever. But no, he's like the heart and soul of the show during he's the great. seasons. Yeah. yeah, he's really. So good. I can see. I'm I'm, uh, purposefully not finding out when Coach dies mm-hmm. so that I can it can hit me. Mm-hmm. when it happens just like it did everyone else yeah i know he does at some point i don't know when but uh, he's still on the show as at the point i'm watching it mm-hmm. um but yeah those early seasons are great they still they have the, the the characters are mostly fully formed at that point and it's hilarious and it's got such a heart you know yeah,
1: yeah. it does yeah. and what if you
0: had to pick a tv theme what would your tv theme be favorite um, tv theme
3: Oh, the theme to Mystery Science Theater 3000. For sure. <laughs> the, original the original or the original. new one? Okay, there not was the guy Felicia Joel. Day one. There was <laughs> a guy <laughs> named Joel, not, not too different from you or me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he worked at Gizmonic Institute, just another face in a red jumpsuit. He did a good job cleaning up the place, but his bosses didn't like him, so they shot him into space.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Well our topic this week is songs about growing up and it's an interesting topic because you know we each brought a song that kind of looks at growing up from a different perspective <laughs> uh, the the interesting thing about growing up kind of in the conversation in two thousand and seventeen there's this weird conversation about being a quote unquote grown up we've kind of made it like a joke you know we we call it adulting now mm. adulting. which I think is kind of weird like like You know, it used to be as I I think of it from the way we look at novels right Mm -hmm. now. When you were a kid, you couldn't wait to read Stephen King. You would like read all this Christopher Pike, but you couldn't wait to read Stephen King. And now you don't read Stephen King. You just keep reading Stephanie Meyer's novels. Like we've embraced YA to the point where it's like we're still we're in our 50s and we're still trying to be a young adult. I find this fascinating that like the whole like growing up sucks. And I was really excited to grow up. I think like I have a house now and I've got a wife and I think like growing up kind of has some upsides. <laughs> and I don't know, Jennifer, what do you think about this whole kind of modern take on how growing up has changed?
1: Well, I, I think it's just more the, the 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 it's almost like it's okay for us to admit Wow. It's not everything it was cracked up to be. It's not It's not the total freedom. It's not the total, uh, I'm in control of every decision I make. I only do what I want. What I do when I want to do it. You know, like the idea that you have as a kid, you think, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to go to bed when I want to go to bed and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do everything. No, you're still, <laughs> you're just beholden to different rules. And I think it's just the realization of people becoming more vocal about it. And, you know, the, the, yes, the jokes about adulting, the, t-shirts about adulting you know I, I think it's just become more acceptable to whine about it <laughs> socially I, I think, maybe i bed.
2: think it's the meme that like really encapsulate this is there was i saw it going around like uh like not going to parties staying at home like except like a bunch of things it's like uh your childhood punishments become your adult hobbies yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah there's that one that was like in your 30s thir- or it was in your 20s i have nothing to do this weekend and you're all sad and in your 30s you're like i have nothing to do this weekend and it's amazing yeah um, i saw on, uh, yeah. on
3: deadspin or one of those kinja sites there was an article recently some like editorial and it was it was titled um I'm old I'm old as fuck already and I and it's and it's glorious (laughs) (laughs) So this person in their like early 40s and like the person doesn't want to do anything like it is so happy to not have plans and not go out and just you know Mm -hmm. go to bed at nine and just kind of (laughs) laze about you know I'm I'm old and and I'm totally cool with that
1: I mean climbing into bed at 930 with a book is a luxury yeah it's just (laughs) such a treat
0: I mean, what do you think ben like how does how does actual growing up differ from what you thought growing up was going to be
3: well i think I don't think anyone grows up nearly at the same speed that they used to
0: mm, that's true
3: I mean look at everyone looks younger than they you know people like if you look at photos of people from just twenty thirty years ago, mm-hmm. that guy's in his forties looks <laughs> like he's ancient, you know <laughs> that guy's in his twenties, you know it's just yeah, People grew up a lot harder and, you know, faster back in the day, I think, you know, and, and got married earlier, had kids earlier. People are extending their adolescence well into their 40s and, and beyond now, nowadays. Yeah. You know, even, yeah. well, even beyond 30s.
2: Sorry. I was thinking, like, maybe it's like a possibly use of today are which obviously includes us at some, in some level, like we're getting hit with all these things sooner in life, like divorce rates, student loans, pick, pick a thing. And so, <laughs> so we're, we're like, in some ways we're adulting faster than our emotional capacity is allowing us, which makes us want to prolong adolescence because mm-hmm. we know how valuable it is because we know we're it's fleeting the second you turn seven.
1: well and i think that's a valid point i think also like we're i say we as just generation but i think you know later generations anywhere from whatever gen x y z millennials (laughs) i think we're redefining what being an adult is and one of my favorite xkcd uh strip it's um it's a three it's a three frame comic and this uh this guy shows up at uh a I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but guy shows up at a girl's apartment. She opens the front door and there's a, a screen halfway down the front door and her apartment is just filled with balls. And he's like, what is this? And she said, well, we're adults now. We get to decide what that means. And, and she I filled just, it with playpen balls. Like the the ball pit yeah. thing from like McDonald's or something like that. I think that's the difference. You know, it's like the way we've decorated our house is very different from the way, you know your parents or my parents decorate their house. Like we're redefining what it means to be an adult. Like we have a crazy cartoon killer rabbit.
0: Yes, I have a zombie. We're si- right We're doing here. this podcast under a zombie rabbit. My yeah. Iron Giant poster.
1: I have a zombie sloth in the living room above the mantelpiece because that's what you do. And so the, I think
0: there's a big old R2D2 right over there.
3: Yes, yeah, that's yeah. voice
0: activated.
1: Little right. talk and he holds a light, lightsaber <laughs> beer opener. So yeah, it's
0: true. That's the that's the only thing I put on our wedding gift registry and I got it. So yeah. I was really excited. Yes, from the Sky Mall. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Let's let's keep this conversation going and see how our songs uh, really relate. To what we interpret growing up to be. Uh, You know, because it was a tie, I'm just going to randomize everybody and we're going to see who goes first. Randomize it. And we got Jen.
1: (laughs) You're up first. It's the same result, even if I, you know,
0: (laughs) even if you won. Now you can say you won. There you go. I won.
1: I won part of it. Yeah, there you go. What did you bring, Jen, for this uh, Songs About Growing Up beatdown? All right. So this week I brought I Wish by Stevie Wonder. Yes. So, okay. now, right. Just go play it. Just, just, just play it. We God, just, we spirit. just played
3: this at the Kibitz Room.
1: So again, this is I Wish by Stevie Wonder, uh, came out in November of '76. It's on his album Songs in the Key of Life, which is an amazing double album that my stepdad had. So this was, you know, in addition to like coming home from school and you know being a latchkey kid, entertain yourself. I wasn't gonna do homework, so just stack up the record.
5: So
1: this is always on. office It was the entrance <laughs> <laughs> for, for the bridal party For us it was the uh, For the start um, So this to all songs uh, Looking back on his you know keeping an eye on you and it didn't matter if you messed up if you were allowed if you did something wrong if you broke something any other mother would hit you it didn't matter so it just <laughs> kind of like that that the and that feel... was okay with your mother and that was okay <laughs> yeah <with my> it <laughs> takes
0: a village man
3: oh my gosh yes
1: oh and it was never <laughs> like How much
3: of that would fly today mm. not too much i'm <laughs> like mind.
1: yeah it's like mrs falter hit me what did you do yeah. Like, no no, that's not what I said, yeah. <laughs> or then it's like well i got I got hit, and it wasn't even my fault. Well, it's for something that we didn't catch you doing so it was <laughs> it was always that sort of mindset so so when I hear this this is this is what it brings me back to, and it's the other thing I like about it is that it's not. Um, a distorted rose-colored memory of childhood. Like he's remembering the bad times too. He's remember, you know, get in trouble for his mom. Remember, remember, like w- you know, wondering what his one toy for Christmas is going to be, and then not getting anything. But it was still, you know, they still had good times. It was still, it was still it's a very wonderful nostalgic. time. Yeah. 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 Without, without being, you know, again. It, uh, sappy delusional about like what it really was like making more of it than it was it it just it was a beautiful sweet time mm-hmm. um but it was very um very real and honest and and i think it's like a foundation thing that you know you 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 have with you your entire life and um, so that's, that's the reason I really like this song. I, I mean,
0: the bass line in this song is yeah. just unreal. We were talking about yeah. it when it came on. Yeah, It's so good. And I love, I mean, I, I love a lot of things about this song. My favorite thing about this song is when he goes into the hook, you know, I wish those days, there's no way to not lean back on yes! that. Like, it's yeah. just like, I, we you put this on in the car yesterday, and you just like, you have to kick back yep. into that moment. <laughs> uh, Can't not well, move. The drop is... Legendary. I, I,
3: so I was great. I was rocking out even after you turned the song off. I was mm-hmm. still rocking out because yeah. I still had it in my head. You know,
0: it was, this yeah. is a fantastic, it's pretty, pretty irresistible one. I like what you say too. Like it, it is. It's it isn't. It's nostalgic, but it's not sappy. It's, it's, yeah. it's he. He's being pretty honest. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's like, yeah, I wasn't a particularly good kid, but you know, I do yeah. kind of miss mm-hmm. like the reality of what it was. Yeah, like yeah. your.
1: The, I mean, your your world in a way was much smaller because of you know, your surroundings and the, the, the people. And also, you know, your worries were smaller. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. It's, what it's a pretty universal
3: uh, statement too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 And then, okay. So, the thing you kept saying about the baseline. So on uh, songfacts.com, mm-hmm. they cite Nathan Watts' infectious eight note bass line as the reason I Wish is one of Stevie Wonder's most sampled songs. It mm-hmm. is
0: for sure. I um, mean, yeah. unfortunately, it's what Wild, 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 Wild West. West. Oh. But apparently, yeah. apparently,
1: there's like a bunch of other ones too. But, <laughs> That's but, depressing.
0: Yeah. Don't you knock Will Smith over there? Will Smith in the <laughs> 90s ruined a lot of things. <laughs> Ring Although, my bell. I did no, hear that well, the song was
1: better than the movie, though.
0: The Wild Wild West? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I, I mean, the costumes are better. Like, everything was better than that movie. <laughs> um, ben, I, I know you, you you definitely have some history with this song. What, what, what do you think of I Wish by Stevie Wonder?
3: Oh, I love it. Th- that whole album is just incredible yeah. Yeah. from beginning to end. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 18 songs or something? Yeah, I think songs? one of the
1: songs, one of the sides only has like three songs, but they're all like seven, eight minute songs. they yeah. just fantastic.
3: And the, and the album tracks are just as good as the hits. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. It's nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was, uh, um, four albums in a row of Stevie's that won a uh, Grammy for album of the year.
4: Is like, it really
3: four albums in wow. a row? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he won in, uh, seven, 72 73 74 and then in 76 when that Mm -hmm. came out the only reason he didn't win in 75 is he didn't put out an album (laughs) (laughs) and and, um i remember reading this because i we did a whole 1975 76 episode um and uh Paul Simon's uh, so crazy after all these years came out in '75, and he won Album of the Year. Wow. And he, for his acceptance speech, he thanks Stevie Wonder for not putting out an <laughs> album that year. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he That's was amazing. on a roll.
0: <laughs> Ed, uh, what do you think about "I Wish" by uh, Stevie Wonder?
2: Oh, I think the chorus is really delicious. Like it's, it has a lot. Of, it, it, like it has a lot of good melody to sink your teeth into. Um, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan of funk, but even even I can appreciate the song. And I was like trying. To, I was trying to think like, why Like, where was the first time I heard this song? And I was like doing some googling, and it was Joshua Ledet on American Idol season 11 <laughs> during during uh, top 12 or top 13 weeks. So I'm like, oh, okay, wow. yes, okay. Um, I
1: don't so yes, this that. Is,
2: um, it. Hearing you guys talk about it, I was thinking that the song was a little, uh, was possibly a little sappy, but then, like, going, getting deeper in the conversation with you guys, I realized that my, my thoughts, my, the, possibly the sugary chorus isn't, <laughs> isn't all there is to this song. Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
0: Well, uh, I guess I'm up next uh, for this song's about. Growing Up beat down Um, You know, if you had to ask the one artist about which I know the most, have followed his entire career, um, have seen him in concert 11 times, uh, it is Ben Folds. Um, Ben Folds, whom I have a very just like any long relationship, complicated relationship <laughs> with. Status um,
1: complicated.
0: I saw him with the five three times before they broke up. Uh, I saw him several times before the five got back together. Uh, I saw the five two times after they got back together. We were all at the Y Music Show at the Greek yep. mm-hmm. uh, last year, the yep. year before. Yep. Um, That's fun. I've openly acknowledged that the last ten Years have not really been my favorite years in Ben Folds over, over, there.
3: over. Um, oh, He's got, he's got good stuff throughout there. He yes. has
0: good stuff, but so what I love about his early work is that Ben used his songs picked a perspective. Like mm-hmm. they were all from the perspective of a character or of a viewpoint. He was either talking from the, from the care, from the perspective of a character or he's examining the perspective of a character. Sure. He was always like, th- he was telling these like little stories with and all of these always, songs.
3: He would always have names for these people too. Exactly. Yeah. And... You
0: know, the names exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at a certain point, just, just around the time of songs to silver songs for Silverman, and then certainly into Way to normal, I feel that he's, st- gave that up and as his music musically he's become more and more complex and layered and interesting lyrically he's become so lazy mm. and i've found that lyrically in the last 10 years he's gotten worse and worse and worse i mean way to normal is essentially a novelty record <laughs> like, i mean the season stems version is literally a novelty record
1: was the um was the soundtrack to over the hedge your breaking point
0: no because he actually did that right around the time of uh I of in the suburbs yes I'm- which I still think he mm-hmm. was still kind of working it out. Uh, so right, Rock in the Suburbs was his first solo record, which is where my song comes from. Uh, and Rock in the Suburbs is a really fascinating record because on the one, he's just left the five. He has full control. Once and, again,
3: someone playing all the instruments. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, playing every instrument on the record, except for a little guitar. Apparently, he's not partic- it's the one rec- oh, instrument he's not particularly great at. His brother plays the guitar on that Oh, record. I didn't know that. Okay, Yeah, Chuck. Um, There's
3: no guitar on this song,
0: though. There's no guitar in this song. Um, yeah, and I think he only played guitar on uh, Rock in the Suburbs, oh, this time, actually. Yeah. Um, so the, so we're talking about Ben Folds is Still Fighting It. And mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to Still Fighting It by Ben Folds.
5: Good morning, son. I am a bird. some fries
0: still fighting it by Ben Folds. So Rock in the Suburbs was his first solo record. And in this period, he's still kind of doing the perspectives, which I, I find interesting. And his lyrics are still pretty top notch. Um, and yet he's in total control which means it's lacking a little bit of swing it's lacking a little i mean i love robert sledge on the bass is one of my favorite things in the world uh darren jesse on the drums is one of my favorite things in the world darren jesse solo is hotel hotel lights not one of my favorite things ever uh the five is a crack band they were just fire yeah. yeah and then when he tried to reassemble them for like the songs for silverman way to normal period uh with you know two different he got uh, what was it, Jody and Steve? Good, I think though. they were good, but they didn't. That, I saw them
3: with that band at the, the, the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, and really amazing show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to I, me, to me, they they weren't. are not. No one's gonna beat the five.
0: Oh yeah, I thought for they sure. were. I thought they were really good. Uh, I thought they were fun. They just didn't. They were just making Ben sound more like Ben. Mm-hmm. Where I love like the conflict, like Robert was like, "I'm gonna do crazy bass lines. and Ben would be like, "I don't want you to," and he'd be like, "I'm gonna do them anyway." <laughs> like there was a magic to it. Yeah, we saw them open for. Uh, that was when we saw them open for John Mayer
1: when he had that band. Yeah, Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> and he he was the angriest white man pounding on a piano. It was piano. The best.
0: Okay, the best story from the John Mayer show is that John Mayer his John Mayer's audience was. Uh, Divorcees and their daughters. Like the entire room <laughs> was moms and daughters. And then Ben Folds came out and they did Bitches Ain't Shit. And he nice. did it as a sing-along <laughs> with the audience and they did not know how to take it. Yeah. Like they yeah. just were un into, Well, that's one, unable one of the best
3: everything. things about Ben is like he's so talented and he's so like he's so amazing in his lyrics and some of his songs are so beautiful but yet yeah, he's so vulgar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's got a potty mouth big, bigger than anyone's I've ever heard. The level yeah. of bigger irreverence. Bigger than some
0: rappers. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. Like when he was a judge on the sing off, it was really amazing to hear oh, yeah. the level of granularity he could get into about the music and the mm-hmm. way it was assembled. Composition, and he could yeah. hear them drifting and be able to tell them exactly who was drifting and when. And it was, I mean, yeah, he's mu- a genius as sure. a musician, he's, mm-hmm. he's really something. Um, And still fighting it is his song to his son. And it's a song about having a son and realizing one that your son is your son is going to grow up and two that he is going to go through all of the things that you went through Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) All of the terrible things that you experienced he is going to now experience and you can't help it or fix it or change it. You just have to stand there and watch it happen. And I think there's, there's a certain beauty in like growing up a second time. And I think that's why this song is so special to me. I don't have kids, but I think about that a lot of that experience of like, growing up a second time and being totally helpless like my parents gave me plenty of advice that I did not take and that's (laughs) kind of him acknowledging you know everybody knows it sucks to grow up but everybody does and it's (laughs) so weird to be back here are the lyrics Uh, it also I mean he has Ben has those great uh rises and falls in his music the way he said uh sometimes i play the piano as a percussion instrument Mm -hmm. uh is fascinating hearing him crush down on it all those times Mm -hmm. um and i think this was one of his last never
4: broken a finger i know
0: Hmm. my god well and then well back when he used to like jump off the stack was pretty (laughs) amazing when you saw him like in the early 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 days punk rock ben Yeah. Well, yeah, back when on the first record, they described it punk for sissies, Um, (laughs) which was kind of their perspective. I mean, he came out of that tradition. But anyway, uh, we could talk about Ben Folds all night. But uh, but yeah, so I think this song is only magic. I think lyrically, it's really something. And I think the perspective on growing up being it's really hard. It is something that you will do. It is something that we all do. It is really hard and that you are stuck with it and yep. then having to watch somebody else go through it and not be able to do anything about that, I think is just uh, really beautiful. And so that's why uh, I brought Ben Still Fighting It. Jennifer, thoughts about this song?
1: I love this song. I really do. It's it's just such a pretty song. And I, didn't, I, I never caught that it was about or a song for his son. And it does kind of have that sort of like lullaby element to it to me a little bit the 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 sweet softness to it which is you know not always his thing but I thought that was really pretty um I just I think it's I think it's fantastic I think I like the honesty of it and the acceptance of it and I I don't know I have a hard time saying bad things about Ben Folds well (laughs) this particular song
0: I have lived with him long enough I can say
1: yeah You have a different relationship than the I the first time
0: I saw Ben Folds. Like, that's a whole other story. But I was having an asthma attack. I almost died. It oh was God. a really bad thing. But I couldn't leave because it was like whatever and every man had just come out and he was playing with a string trio. It's like 98. And they were on, how's this for the most 90s thing I've ever said 90? on the show? They were on the Horde tour. Wow. That's the first time Horde I saw tour. Ben Folds was on, Ben Folds 5 was on that's the Horde tour. a strange
3: combination, although they didn't really match up with anybody well, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: the thing about the Horde tour was John Popper's festival, right? Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to have the bands not match up. So that day we saw nut Zippers, another very '90s experience. Yes. Uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, who's from my hometown, so uh, we all kind of knew them. Um, a band called Sky Christ Mary, which actually, if you look them up, is pretty cool. uh Bidhead, Todd and the Monsters played oh, yeah. that day. Uh, the headliner was Neil Young. <laughs> Wow. So bad. It was a really interesting day. If That's I, pretty solid for that type I of fest, If I wasn't yeah, right? trying not to yeah. die, that would have been the best day of my life. Wow. <laughs> but it was a tough day. But I did get to see Ben Folds right after Whenever and Ever, and then it came out, so nobody really knew who they were yet. And then mm-hmm. they definitely it was it was an infectious thing. Like mm-hmm. their music with the five around that period was kind of hard to deny. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so yeah. And then seeing them do like Steven's Last Night in Town with a full orchestra was, or with a <sighs> string. We saw him do it cool. with the
3: full orchestra. Yeah, with y music. The y music festival. did you
0: see when they played at the uh hollywood bowl orchestra he d- it was ben folds in the hollywood Bowl orchestra no. that was really fun how's it cool i'm set.
3: poor i can't afford to see <laughs> too many i i got comp tickets to that show that's the only reason i was able oh yeah to go. The, the wife and i were uh you know bohemians or something that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah the greek it's, is it's so not great. awesome because i love going to shows and i love going yeah. to the greek but uh, yeah, the Greek's great. Yeah. I I worked I worked there for two seasons. Oh my gosh. Saw so many great bands. I bet. That, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Including Neil Young. Oh yeah. 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 I He's
1: met him everywhere. Too, Backstage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice guy. Very nice. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Canadian.
0: What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> we always used to joke like we should get night jobs at a venue just to see the
4: show. Just shows. to go to show just Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. The problem is you had to be there by like four PM. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's a
0: long day. Yeah, you couldn't you yeah. couldn't
3: like work a day job and then do that. Yeah, yeah it's wow, tough. that's Unless a
0: tough. Ed, uh, what other than the sing off? Uh, what's your experience with ben Folds?
2: Uh Not too much, to be honest. But I I was looking when I first saw the song on the email this morning. I was like, oh, this is like a very self indulgent Josh pick was my <laughs> was my first thought. And then and then I actually when I when I dug into it. I really appreciated the humdrum stoic lyrics. Really give this stark contrast, and really like I was like, oh damn, this song is too good. (laughs) I I, I, I was like shockingly impressed. Like the opening verse is just killer. I think like it's like it's like and it's like so like you're just reading it's like hella boring shit, but it's like amazing like how, (laughs) how 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 effective it is because it's so it's so real
0: well that's a pretty good appraisal yeah it's it's there's something very um piercing about this song i think because it's so specific so simple and so specific
3: one of the things that ben folds is great at is painting these little scenes you know where he's like going to get like a uh, lunch with his son. Yeah, and he's like, it's okay. You don't have to pay. I, I've got all the change. You know, it's so cute that his little son wanted to pay
0: for it. You know? <laughs> the other, uh, uh, so I think what I think this is when we saw him with John Mayer. He told the story of um, he was on Twitter and some guy tweeted, uh, "I I was just in a bar." Uh, Ben Folds came on I said This is the worst music ever And the guy at the bar leaned over and said That's my dad Uh, (laughs) And Ben goes I wouldn't have mentioned that Except I just asked my son And that totally happened (laughs) Oops Uh, So this is the song About his son Uh, He has a song About his daughter On the next album That's terrible But this is Come on Gracie's so dumb (laughs) Gracie is a pretty Little ditty That it does not Have the weight Of this one
3: But it's cute And it's fun I I totally disagree that the the good stuff ended with Rockin' the suburbs.
0: I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that it was a series of diminishing returns. I disagree. like you have to really dig for the good stuff. I mean, what's good on Way and Normal?
3: What's gonna? Uh, you don't know me is a great song about uh, divorce. That's true. I do. You don't like know that me song. is a great song. Yeah. That's true. That's a,
0: no, there's there's a lot of crap. what's good on Lonely Avenue. <laughs> oh shoot (laughs) (laughs) well let's move on jennifer uh oh i'm sorry ed you're up next uh what did you bring ed for this songs about growing up beatdown
2: um i was thinking about a few songs most of which josh had never heard of but i decided on (laughs) this one by young the giant because it's so sing-alongable was like my uh criteria versus the other ones and i think and I was also really contemplating a One Republic song, but I was like, "Kids" isn't really that great of a song. <laughs> I mean, it's relevant to the topic, but I mean, it's not like the song I picked by them, and I don't want to like reuse artists too much. So, uh, so I went with Young the Giant, uh, "My Body," and let's listen to a clip of okay. it. <laughs> see this song in the timeline of music as like post killer pre-imagined dragons having just the right amounts of both that like <laughs> really make the song store like it's almost like it's almost like uh imagine dragons heard this and was like oh yeah like like this is this is the vibe let's like crank it up to 11 a little bit like of course take the lyrics down to less meaningful but crank up the the noise to 11 um but this song my body details a kid from a small steel town who's trapped and the train of his opportunities is running away and he's but he he, like things he's going through these spirals and he feels like there's no hope but he won't quit because he knows there's still hope and the song is so damn sing-alongable it's Uh, Ben Fold's song is in the tough competition this week, but (laughs) this song, I think, really brings it in the melody department. And yes, there you go.
0: I think this song is really fun, and I think actually you're right, like, Putting it in that tradition, uh, I mean, this is very fueled by ramen right around that period. Mm. Uh, But yeah, placing it right between the Killers and Imagine Dragon as far as like rock and roll in the mainstream is a pretty interesting. It it seems pretty dead on on this one. That's kind of how I think of Young the Giant, too. Like they were right around that period around like Cage the Elephant and a couple of those bands that uh, were slotted in right before Imagine Dragons made everything sound like a rock anthem that needs to be sang at a sporting event um it's it's this is a really fun one i like this a lot ed this is a lot more rocking than i was expecting so i was excited to hear it uh jennifer thoughts on young the giant
1: yeah this was a surprising pick uh i thought for you as well um i didn't i hadn't heard this song before i mean i I know cough syrup and i think i forget what the other one was
0: but um oh yeah cough syrup was on glee
1: Oh, was it? Was it it? Oh, okay. But no, I mean, well, I I knew it from the radio. Oh, okay. Remember, my car had a radio and I yours know. didn't.
0: My car didn't have a radio for like eight Ever. years. And so I didn't know anything that was <laughs> on
1: the radio. No. So, uh,
3: no, but you had like something else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just didn't CDs have an antenna.
1: Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. In in hooking up the <laughs> iPhone jack or you disconnected yeah. the antenna. So only really had I songs
0: that I chose yep. for As say, time. I could I could go about a
3: block in my car without hearing something. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I really I like this. I like I like the drums in it. It's it's really fun, um, and yeah, I like the message in it too.
0: Very cool, yeah. Ben. Uh, do you know Young the Giant? Is this a band you've heard of? Yeah, I've heard of them. Uh, there was that one song, concert. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that one. Um, and it's it's funny, Ed. You, you you placed it in between the Killers and Imagine Dragons, one band, the Killers. I absolutely love, and I think they're like totally underrated and it's uh, it sucks that they're kind of you know dissolving into whatever i don't know what happened to those guys but i thought their first two albums were incredible and then imagine dragons which i can't stand i mm. i feel like they're just like the nickelback of because the, <laughs> the, they're just like it's so overplayed and of the, arena the, rock yes the, <laughs> the the lyrics are so stupid and just yeah they 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 can write a little you know a pop hook whoa, whoa you know but you know it just they annoy the hell out of me. But, <laughs> but this, yeah, this is really good stuff. I like the energy. I like the, the lyrics are, you know, they have substance, but unlike Imagine Dragon stuff. And <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's got the the anthem style of like, you know, I could totally see a whole either huge theater or arena filled with fans of these guys and they're playing this song and everyone's just going nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got great energy. Like that.
0: Yeah, there's a certain... There are a couple of these bands, like, like I think... Jane's Addiction is always the first one that comes to my mind, which is not a band I particularly loved, but they were a band that were an arena rock band before Mm. they could fill an arena. (laughs) And this song kind of has that tone where like this is the type of song that you sing in a really big venue with everybody shouting back at you. And they wrote it long before they would ever (laughs) be able to fill that space, which I think is kind of cool. It's ambitious. Most bands, when they get to their arena rock phase, they become pretty mediocre. Yeah. Uh Mumford and Sons coming to mind. Uh and and that other band I hate. Mumford and Sons is
3: is, (laughs) I I'm kind of indifferent on them, but they're way better than Imagine Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're more they're more unique at least.
0: Yeah. Something going on. That's Ed's pick for this week, my body, by Young the Giant. And so last but not least we come to the guest Hello. Uh, who also brought a bit of a banger. I'm excited about this, uh, Ben. What did you bring for welcome. our songs about growing up, uh, Beatdown? Well, I, I found it really
3: difficult to just pick one song, as you <laughs> know, <laughs> you usually get to pick ten, you get yeah. 10 yes. or twelve or thirteen when you factor in oh, alternates and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, it's such a great topic, and there's so many good ones, man. I. I originally the first thing I thought of was "Growing Up" by Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the live version, the live 1975 night. Na- That's. Oh, I was going
0: to say the same thing. That yeah. was. I was almost going to pick that from '84.
3: You got If you <laughs> haven't heard that, go on Spotify or whatever and, and listen to his little story about you know growing up and get he got hit by a car or something. He was in a motorcycle motorcycle accident and like yeah and. Uh, his parents are in the audience. This is like at the Roxy in like nineteen seventy nine. Is it something. really? Yeah, that's where wow. it was. That was that particular performance was taped, at, and uh, his parents are there. And he's like, Dad, I know you wanted me to be a doctor, and and Mom, I know you wanted me to be a be a teacher, but, a writer, for, <laughs> a writer, but tonight. You're just going to have to settle for rock and roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the keys then, kick in. Right? Yeah, it's so good.
4: It's so good.
0: Oh. <laughs> but the song is too long, though, for this. It's, it's also not his... It's very young lyrics yeah, from his first album. Him. Yeah. I he, love he that album, He hasn't quite though. dialed in his Jeez. lyrics on that song. Yeah.
1: That album is fantastic. That, the, the The story songs are just so... It just it just sucks you in you feel everything you see everything you hear everything like you just you Queens feel from spray park yeah yeah it's amazing it's, an, it's incredible <laughs>
3: especially for it being a first album that's yeah. ridiculous yeah. so um so i thought of that and i thought of like uh, uh what's my age again from Blink 182 <laughs> or damn it from blink 182 yeah mm-hmm. uh, and just tons of other stuff but i settled on mgmt the song are are they called management do you call them I've always called them MGMT yeah that's what I do too but I think I've heard it said management somewhere else but it's spelled (laughs) MGMT and uh, the song is Time to Pretend from the 2008 album Oracular Spectacular let's take a listen Tell me about MGMT You know, I don't know that much about him I just know that that first album uh, Oracular Spectacular is incredible It is um, I know that it was um, Either produced or mixed by Dave Fridman Who did all the Flaming Lips stuff And uh, Spoon And a bunch of stuff And he's, his touch on For producing or mixing Is always amazing mm. Like He's probably my favorite Mixer, I guess I don't know how many people have their favorite mixer. <laughs> <laughs> something nothing he does to it. It's just fantastic. Um, but uh, they came out with a, another record shortly after, and it was just not very good. Mm. Um, this song kind of, like, has a nihilistic approach. The first verse talks about, like, just this, uh, what they're going to do. Like, we're going to be rock stars, you know, like, kids dreaming of know what they're gonna do i'm feeling rough feeling raw i'm in the prime of my life let's make some music make some money find some models for wives i'll move to paris shoot some heroin and fuck with the stars you man the island and the cocaine and the elegant cars like yeah we're gonna do all this (laughs) and then they got it and then they kind of just threw it away after that um but the the real like song the growing up part of this song for me comes in the next verse where he says uh, i miss the playgrounds and the animals and digging up worms I miss the comfort of my mother and the weight of the world i'll miss my sister miss my father my dog and my home yeah i miss the boredom and the freedom and the time spent alone like yeah. That's, yeah. that's 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 my childhood <laughs> I, I i so relate to that like it's amazing it's like you're you don't always have something to do like i guess the thing with parenting nowadays is you're they always like filling kids' schedules up with a billion different things. You know, you got to do this play date. You got to do this class. You got, you know, it's finger painting time. You got, you know, back in, back in my day, you know, old man Ben coming in. Um, You just was like, go go play kids. Go, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to go read, do that. You want to play with blocks, do that. You want to go outside. If it's nice out, go, you know, just total freedom when, you know, you don't have to go to school and, that sometimes it's boring, but it's great because like when you're bored your your mind starts thinking of things and your imagination kicks in, and then you like come up with creative stuff and so I feel like that that verse alone like really hits me and it like taps into something that I you know can relate to
0: it's a it's a great kind of interesting perspective from a band who wrote they wrote that before they got famous right. and there's a certain prescient nature to it uh, that you know th- this album blew them up I mean mm-hmm. they were right at the front of kind of that Indie-tronic uh, like sound um, and was it was nothing really sounded like this yeah the that songs moment. Electric Feel yeah. and mm-hmm. Kids
3: those two and this one three of the best songs of the last ten years for yeah. sure you know
0: yeah um, kind of wild i mean yeah the the second record was uh, i just remember a song called brian eno that i was kind of like no it, it just was not interested kinda just,
3: <laughs> it kind of just you know got big heads and d- decided not to write songs anymore or something uh, <laughs> i don't i don't know what happened but this song um you gotta see the video if you haven't seen it
4: mm. Mm. you
0: send it yes i'll put it on the website
3: put it yeah go to the website what's the website
0: Oh, it's a uh, beatdownpodcast.podbean.com. There you go. There you go.
3: Watch the video. <laughs> t- take some 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 shrooms if you want. Do whatever you. Want. It's one of the trippiest, <laughs> th- the most psychedelic things you'll ever see. It's I love it so. it's check, awesome. Check that out.
0: I do love like when a band can do so little with that little electronic riff at the beginning. Oh, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's it's an iconic riff. <laughs> it
3: is. Yeah. Um, if you uh, uh, you guys watch the Jimmy Kimmel Show ever.
1: It just clips online after the yeah. fact. Um, <laughs> we don't have regular TV. Oh, okay. This, this is this is yeah.
3: a, this is a dumb story, but um, I uh, for my day job I'm an extra. Mm-hmm. I you know work in TV movies. I did I did work on Glee several times by the way. Wow. You see me in a few scenes here and there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
1: How do we not know this? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but
3: anyway, uh, I did this. We did this uh, thing for the Jimmy Kimmel Show where um, it was on the Hollywood Boulevard. There's all the Spider Men and there's like mm-hmm. Superman all. that there was like 150 spider-men that were we, we were all in the spider-man costumes and we were hanging out on hollywood boulevard and we all come running into jimmy Kimmel's studio and one of us is the guy who's in the new spider-man the latest spider-man right uh,
0: tom whatever
3: yeah one tom of Holland. us is that guy and we have to if, mm-hmm. jimmy's got to figure out who it is <laughs> and he unmasks him and you know whatever and uh, they introduced the trailer to the latest Spider-Man movie. This was like the premiere of the trailer. Oh, that's right.
0: This is in the trailer. This
3: song was is playing in yes. that trailer. Oh, wow. And I hadn't heard it in forever. And then that came on. I was like, oh, I love this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it is a it is a great song. And I do love that it kind of has like, yeah, that, that that synth sound in the beginning kind of reminds me of like the old NES, NES video games like that that tone Analog. to it yeah. and yeah. it's eight, eight super bit, fun whatever yeah.
0: yeah oh i've dragged jennifer to many a nerdcore concert oh yes <laughs> and a nerdcore music festival in florida once i did that yeah that was that guys, was super fun you don't like it's, the band adam and his package do you i'm on the fence about i adam. haven't heard them adam adam in the moment was pretty unique was he but at nerdapalooza now, no he wasn't oh, okay. he's he, he predates
3: all of that. belongs with that stuff though yeah mm. he yeah. predates all of that but, but it's really obnoxious
1: music (laughs) i mean really my favorite is i fight dragons i mean just i like i like their sound a lot we almost used one of their songs in our wedding as well but um
0: i fight dragons is kind of like if uh uh, if fountains of Wayne had one of the members of the band playing a nintendo oh cool so it's it's that type of music with with, it's that type of music with a with a i need uh, to hear this bit Mm -hmm. pop that Backhand. sounds amazing yeah yeah and they're, the su- they're super fun
1: and they're super super fun live because they play with you know the the power glove and a bunch of other like the little <laughs> power glove the electronic uh they uh in- video game instruments idea. so that's their last record it was super fun that.
0: uh ed what do you think of mgmt and time to pretend um what well,
2: i'm thinking about like my history with the song and it was like 2008 freshman in college and uh I was, like, thinking I was cool, and, I, and, like, all the cool kids were listening to MGMT. I was still clinging to my Mika records that <laughs> the first life in cartoon mo- uh, motion is so good. He can never live up to that. It's unfortunate. Um, but uh, I, I remember, like, hearing MGMT at the time. It's like, I just don't get it. And uh, but, but looking at it today, I was like, oh, this, like, I still love The Synths. The Synths were always something special to me. And then, like, like look at these lyrics. I was like, I was surprised at how, like, devious they—not devious, but like, how, uh, h- how they weren't what I remember them being. And they're like really stark and, kind of, and they, and I, and I like how it's like he's pretending his their life is going to, like, it's to pretend that this life they're build that they're fictitiously building for themselves is what they want, and they like, know it isn't. So it's like this, like, already this multi layered opus. It's so good. I was into this song Cool.
0: for the record. Very cool. Well, that is Ben's pick. Uh and now we'll go around the room and everybody can make one last claim for why their song is the best and everyone should vote for them and they shouldn't I don't have uh I don't have <laughs> a thing to say this week. So we're just going to go ahead yeah, and Yeah, we'll get just into go it.
5: around.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Jennifer, you're up first. Uh please give the audience one last uh one last reason why they should l- vote for your song I Wish by Stevie Wonder.
1: Well, it it, it, technically musically it is just an amazing song um as as ben mentioned yes it won a grammy the album won a grammy uh the song actually won best r&b vocal as well uh number one on the top 100 um uh billboard list um again the 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 funk the groove in it i mean i mean if it can if it can make ed like funk then you know <laughs> it it has one right there um and and it, again the the reflection of uh, uh, a not so perfect childhood so fondly and not not overly rose colored you know there's there's not a lot of delusion there's not a lot of revisionist history here he's very honest and um accepting of what his childhood childhood was and still misses and longs for that. So that's why I think that this one should win. All right.
0: Well, that is Jennifer's pick. I wish by Stevie wonder. Uh, my pick is still fighting it by Ben folds. Um, I think it's just such a beautiful encapsulation of what it's like to look back on growing up and then to watch it happen a second time. in the people around you, um, it, as we said before, the lyrics are piercing uh, that, piano like the 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 um I call it an attack some people call it a breakdown like right when you get to the hook it, it it's just infectious and it's it's just one of those songs that just kind of catches you. I think it just kind of catches you by the heart for a minute, and that's one of the things Ben was really good at, and uh, still has a tendency to to occasionally stumble onto. Uh, I I think he just he gets you right where it hurts in this song, and that's what I like about it. Uh, let's turn it over. Oh, and that's why you should vote for it, uh, Ed. <laughs> let's turn it over for one last uh, pitch on why people should vote for "My Body" by Young the Giant. Uh,
2: like. All the Ed picks. Well, not mean like like all the Ed picks, but a staple of the Ed picks is the strong melody, and Young the Giant delivers here. And I really feel, in addition to that, that it just like is this lovely tale of this person who's trapped in in this circumstance, a fool in a spiral, and he just can't get out of it. But there's still hope, even though his body is quitting on him, his mind hasn't given up. So if you still have hope. You should vote for Young the Giant.
0: Alright. And last but not least, Ben, one last pitch for why people should vote for MGMT's Time to Pretend.
3: Uh Rolling Stone call uh named this song number four ninety three of the five hundred greatest
0: songs of all time. Really? Wow. All right. That's, That's impressive. Time to pretend. That's all I got. Wow, yeah. no, that's really... I'm I'm kind of knocked out by that. That's amazing.
1: I still have the melody in my head. It's just going to be and looping there all reason, night. Right
3: that'll yes. stick. Yeah, this
0: song will certainly
3: stick and, away. And, and yeah. if you, if this was like. Uh, a competition of videos
4: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Oh I've got to no check doubt. that out we'll no doubt that. win. You must see the I'll video so, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Well that, dear your listener uh, Is it now time for you to make your pick uh, And vote for what you think is the best song About growing up that we presented this week you want to find us online At beatdownpodcast.podbean.com You can also, also find us on Twitter At beatdownpod And on Facebook At beatdownpodcast You can email me At beatdownpodcast At gmail.com Tell us any one of those ways, but preferably the poll on the website, because it's easiest for me to count. If you do that, uh, go to beatdownpodcast.podbean.com and let us know what you think is the best song about growing up that you heard this week. We will be back next week with uh, our guest Mike Axelson to talk about songs about the road. I'm super interested in what people are going to bring because I like it, but it's a little vague. Oh, yeah. I love to hear how people interpret things. Uh, So that's our topic for next week. But before then, Ben, if people want to find you online, where should they go? Well, you can find my podcast, All
3: Time Top Ten, at uh, the itunes music store it's also at stitcher and tune in and pretty much any any of those places where you find podcasts it's there <laughs> um the website is alltimetop time 10.podomatic.com and uh we're um, we have a hefty hefty we have a we have a nice nice little following on uh facebook and twitter and uh where we uh take suggestions from our listeners everyone you know people get shout outs all the time on the show and we have like a nice like report with, uh, with people on Facebook and Twitter, and you can get you know suggest topics. You can select your picks for upcoming episodes and interact with us there. So Facebook and Twitter, it's at All Time Top Ten, and uh, find it on
0: uh, on iTunes. You should definitely check out the show. I highly recommend it. Uh, I would say like um, we are. We, we are like the top of the Wikipedia page, and your show is the rest of the Wikipedia page. <laughs> like you guys get into it, we get into, we get
3: into it, um, and the show is a little bit longer if you don't mind. You know, <laughs> averaging about two hours, two hours ten minutes, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. That's
2: awesome, Ben. I'm looking at your iTunes page because I'm curious, and you need to you need to update your thing so you could download more than the ten most recent episodes. Well,
0: oh, the- he switched over at one point. Um, well the uh, on our,
3: our website we only have enough storage for um, I think it's like it should be like 16 15 or 16 of them on there mm-hmm. but okay. all, all the old all the episodes are are at the
0: archive page at mixcloud.com so you can okay. listen to those this so yeah,
1: very cool. It's very
0: cool. Jennifer if people want to find you, where should they go?
1: I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jenny B creative.
0: Jenny with an I and the letter B
1: Ed where
2: should people find you? Uh I'm at Edward Giordano everywhere, and yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Alright, yes. and
0: I am at Josh Burnell, B-U-R-N-E-L-L, and that is about it for us. We will talk to everybody next week. Good night, everyone.
5: Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>
0: Beatdown is a production of us and is recorded in the office attached to our garage. Our theme song is Optimism by the Numbers by Brian Lerner and used with his permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. that it helps others find the show. The music clips we discuss in this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act, Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. If you want to listen to the songs we talked about this week in their entirety, visit us on Twitter at BeatdownPod, online at BeatdownPodcast.com, and on Facebook facebook.com beat down pop